On this episode of Schneps Connects, we're going to talk about biking. We have as our guest today, Ken Padziba, who's president and CEO of Bike New York. It's a nonprofit that empowers New Yorkers to transform their communities through bicycling. Since becoming president and CEO in 2010, Bike New York's education programs have taught safe cycling skills to more than 25,000 New Yorkers annually. Bike New York's programs are largely funded through the proceeds of TD Bank's Five Borough Bike Tour, which is the country's largest charity bike ride, coming up on Sunday, May 1st. It's the first full capacity tour in three years since before the pandemic. Prior to joining Bike New York, Ken spent his entire career working for the city of New York and previously served as the city's sports commissioner, a position he held for 12 years. Ken is the chairman of the League of American Bicyclists and serves on a variety of boards. Great to have you with us, Ken. Great to be here, Josh. Thank you. So it's good to talk to you. I mean, obviously, we have the uh, the bike tour coming up um, in just a couple of weeks from when we're, we're chatting right now. And also, I think, you know, I certainly have recognized a lot more bikers throughout the city since the pandemic has hit. So I would love to get your insight on the cycling community and whether you think you know, there's going to be more and more bikes on the streets of New York City. Well, there's been a, a huge increase, as everyone knows, the bike boom as a result of the pandemic. And um, people love bicycling. It's the easiest, quickest, most efficient way to get around. It's healthy. It's carbon free. It's fun. Will it continue this trend? It really depends on the powers that be in city government, whether they're going to make the streets safer and easier for cyclists. We need a network of protected bike lanes, not what we see today. We need to get around and, pe and people need to feel safe. That's the number one barrier that's preventing people from bicycling is they need to feel safe. And many times you're on a bike lane, even in a protected bike lane, and it kind of just ends and you don't know where to go. So until we have that, you're not going to see a major increase again. We're going to kind of level off, I believe. You know, it's interesting because I see different neighborhoods as, you know, very active with um, bicycles and then others are kind of empty. So I look at, you know, Williamsburg. I mean, there's bikes everywhere. But then you go to Queens and you look at Northern Boulevard that has a, a very far reaching bike lane that, you know, I, I literally have probably never seen a bike on. So I'm just curious, you know, what real impact creates people to bike more in certain areas or whether there's a way to get people to utilize their bike lanes more if they're not being uh, utilized as much. Right. I think wherever you are in New York City, people will bike. You just have to create the proper infrastructure, whether it's, you know, Northern Boulevard or in Williamsburg. It really doesn't matter. It, it's again, it's universal. It's, it's fun. It's healthy. It, you could ride with your friends, your family. It's a great way to get to work and do your errands. It's just the city needs to step up take space away from cars. We have too many cars parked in New York City. We need to reclaim the streets and have more space for pedestrians and cyclists. When that's done, when you have a real network of protected bike lanes, you'll see so many more people riding. Uh, we could be another Amsterdam if that's done. And the Adams administration, they're saying a lot of the right things. You know, we'll see what happens. But right now, we're cautiously optimistic and hopeful that they will remove the number of, of cars in New York City, you know, and, and every time people are afraid, oh, what are we going to do without our cars? And what if we remove a bike lane, a car lane again? 
you know, that's been happening slowly, too slowly, in my opinion, but the sky's not falling. The city is actually safer and better with, with fewer cars. And that's what needs to happen. You know, we got rid of cars in Central Park. People are so much happier. We need more of that. We need more, more parks and more pedestrian plazas free of cars and give, give the streets back to the people. As far as city bike is concerned, you know, obviously they built out a substantial network around the city. Are there areas that you would like to see them expand to where they're not accessible? Or what do you see as far as, you know, bike sharing? Yeah, well, bike share is great. It's just there are so many like transportation deserts in the city where there's, there's nothing and people don't live near a subway or bus stop and even city bike kiosks. So we need more city bikes. A lot of people think we should have dockless bikes around the city because that could solve the problem. But I think if we just had many, many more city bike kiosks, we'd be in better shape. City bike is working. We had an experiment with the dockless bikes. It didn't really work because people were leaving their bikes everywhere in the middle of the street, on sidewalks. But I think if we had more city bikes, the city would be a better place and people who need to make the connection with buses and subways would be able to do it a lot better. So we're hoping that happens. I know that they're testing these shared scooters, you know, they're electric scooters that you can utilize by, you know, an app. They're not necessarily locked up like a city bike has to be locked up. Do you have any thoughts in terms of those and whether or not you think that that's a a potential another alternative for transportation? Yeah, I mean, they're they're all they're in other parts of the country in in bigger ways, and I've ridden it. I personally don't like them. I I didn't feel as safe on the scooters as I do on a bicycle. But you know, it's another option, and there are people who would ride scooters and on bikes. And and again, we want people to rely less on cars. And we're in a time now, Josh, where people just don't want to be on crowded subways and buses anymore. Even when the pandemic's completely over, I think those days are over. So I think people want more transportation options. So if it's not going to be a bike, perhaps a scooter, but we'll, we'll see the safety of it. And again, we, we just need to make sure that the city's given us the proper infrastructure. Will they peacefully coexist in bike lanes? You know, we'll see. Yeah, one of the things that I'm finding that, you know, probably has to be addressed more and more is, you know, a lot of these delivery services that are using all different types of transportation. Some of them are bicycle, but a lot of them are these, you know, small motorized scooters. They're not motorcycles. They're not, you know, such small um, bikes, but they're, you know, kind of like between a moped and a motorcycle. What What is your take in, in terms of the safety when it comes to bike lanes, because a lot of times I'll see them going the wrong way on bike lanes, you know, probably going over 30 miles an hour on those things. You know, what, what safety measures do you think need to be instituted or, or are currently being considered? Well, first of all, you're right. I don't see a lot of pedaling going on in those vehicles. They're, they're like mini right. mopeds. I think it's wrong of these companies to put people on these so-called bikes without any education. And what we're trying to do at Bike New York is we're trying to work with some of these companies and we'll probably have some announcements soon and just give them basic training, give them rules of the road. And and then there should be enforcement also. There's like been like zero enforcement in, in New York City over the past few years. It's like, I don't get it. People are going the wrong way. They're riding on sidewalks. They're putting people's lives in jeopardy. And there's no enforcement. So until we have enforcement, until we have education and, and better infrastructure, you're not going to see an improvement. Yeah, I agree with that because I have two young kids and, you know, they have bicycles. But sometimes I, I'd rather go to a park than, a, than the bike lane because of, uh, 
you know, fast moving, you know, motorcycles. So, right. Know, well, certainly you want to make right. sure those lanes are used properly. Right. Well, well, there are people who feel like we should have, you know, multiple type of bike lanes, so-called bike lanes with, you know, the traditional bicyclists, you have the e-bikes, the kind of bikes, the delivery people are riding on, which is like mopeds, you know, having e-scooters. But again, in order to really have an effective policy, you need the space. And space is scarce in New York City. And the simplest solution is to take the space away from cars and give them back to the people. You know, I don't know if you have this data, but I'd be very curious. What would you say are the most utilized parts of the city when it comes to to bike lanes versus uh, parts of the city that really need to have bike lanes added? Are there any communities that you could share with me in terms of that? I'm very curious. No, well, well, again, like I said before, I think all communities would benefit from bike lanes. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you go to the high density neighborhoods in New York City and more people are bicycling. But I think every neighborhood in New York City should have bike lanes and people in these transportation deserts should be riding in bike lanes to get to work, to make connections to subways and buses. We need more bike parking. I mean, that's a real issue, Yeah. Um, you, you know, especially by subways and buses so people can make those connections. And, you know, biking could be a real complement to the public transportation system. You know, I think if we had the proper infrastructure, it would really kind of take over that people would just like ride from Queens to Manhattan to work and back. And, you know, people would be healthier and better off and happier on bikes than they are, you know, any other transportation option like cars or buses or trains. But I think every neighborhood really could benefit from bike lanes. Let's talk a little bit about the the TD5 Borough Bike Tour because it's exciting that it's finally coming back. It's good to see all these things coming back after everyone struggling through the pandemic. Are there any differences this year versus previous years that you could share? Yeah, I mean, the tour was founded in 1977. And there were 250 people, 50 um, kids from schools and 200 advocates riding um, that wasn't car free. A year later, Ed Koch became mayor and said, let's turn this into like the marathon of bikes and let's give city services and, and close down the street to, to cars. Um, so since 1978, there hasn't been a major change until now. Um, we have more time. And the criticism, the biggest criticism we've been getting from our riders over the years is that it's too darn crowded. You know, there's 32,000 people, the largest cycling event in the country, crammed into a, a small amount of time. And the city, the Adams administration finally, you know, got it. I think because Adams is a bike rider and he's ridden in the tour before, so he knows. He said, yes, we agree with you. And they gave us more time. So it's going to be a lot more fun, a lot, you know, easier to ride through the neighborhoods of New York City without so many other cyclists on top of you. So that's a major change. Obviously, there are so many other changes we want. You know, we want to go deeper into the Bronx, where we we kind of just dip in the Bronx and come back. We want to go through Times Square. There are so many changes we want to make, but this is a step in the right direction. That's terrific. I mean, listen, I know that space could be an issue, too, because I remember it was an issue during the marathon was some of the streets being taken up by um, the installations that restaurants had put up on either side of the street, narrowing the streets for the runners. So it's good to hear that that'll be spread out for the for the bicycles. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, our goal, quite frankly, is to become the largest bicycling event in the world. There's one in South Africa in Cape Town that's 35,000. We're capped at 32,000. Wow. So we're hoping that if it's 
if everything works well, we could gradually move up and, and the cap could increase to at least 35,001 and be the largest in the world. <laughs> and then talk about the riders. I mean, do you have to be a great bike rider to participate? What, what are the requirements and or, you know, ways to participate? Great question. This is unlike any other bike ride you've seen anywhere in the country, in the world, and I'm on many of them. This is the most diverse bike ride I've seen. You have people who are all ages, you have people who are four years old, 94 years old riding, all shapes, sizes, abilities, ethnicities. It is like a microcosm of the world. So everyone's included. It's not a race. It's just a tour, a fun way of seeing New York City, the best way of seeing New York City on two wheels. And, you know, if you're tired, you could stop, pull over, take a break. There's plenty of rest areas with plenty of food and hydration. It's just fun. It's really, you see the neighborhoods of New York City. There's a lot of entertainment zones along the course. It's just pure fun. It's an adrenaline rush. And it's on many people's bucket list. And if you haven't done it, unfortunately, it's sold out this year. But um, I encourage your listeners to sign up for next year. And where can they do that? By going to Bike.NYC, our website, and they could sign up there. Registration. That's a good website. I like it. that. Bike.NYC. That's easy. <laughs> bike. That, right. Very simple, right? It's what we are. How many miles is, uh, is the tour? It's 40 miles. It begins in um, Lower Manhattan. And it ends in Staten Island. And in Staten Island, there's a, a big party at Empire Outlets. Previously, prior to the pandemic, we always had this Finnish festival party in at Fort Wadsworth, right over the Arizona Bridge. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't have it last year. Um, the federal government wouldn't give us the space. They had issues. So we had no place to go. We went to Empire Outlets, which is right by the ferry. Yeah, sure. um, and it turned out to be a smashing success. Everybody loved it. Everyone was saying, you got to get bring it back there. This is unbelievable. It was one big party. There was a beer garden. There was entertainment. You have beautiful views of the city. And one of the best parts is once you're there, the ride's over. You just take the ferry back to Manhattan. Previously at Fort Wadsworth, you had to ride another three miles. And people were like, oh, God, I thought it was over. So when you're done and you're at the Empire Outlets, you're really done with the ride. Terrific. Listen, it sounds like a, a great event and, you know, anything also to keep people healthy besides being good for the environment. You know, one, one other thing that's interesting to touch on, we did it this past year, which I thought was a really good story for our Brooklyn paper, because I think Brooklyn is is one of the most biked boroughs in New York City. I certainly, it is. Um, you know, we work in downtown Brooklyn, our headquarters, and, you know, the, the bike lanes are, are, are very active always. Weekends, weekdays, you could see commuters utilizing them. But one of the things that we did is we sent out reporters to review the bike lanes after snowstorms to see whether or not they were cleared. And, and council member wrestler who represents you know North Brooklyn took up our reporter's challenge to try to take the bike lane to work, but he wasn't really able to take it all the way because of, of snow. How is that supposed to be taken care of? Is, is there a process? Because it's also probably difficult because of some of the barriers that are in place. Yeah, it's a good question. I actually had a meeting with Commissioner Rodriguez about this. And an issue is they need the proper equipment to plow the snow from the bike lanes. It's different mm-hmm. equipment because it has to be really narrow. And they're working with the, the Department of Sanitation and getting more of the equipment. So I believe by next winter, you'll see a major difference. This administration is on top of that, in my opinion. So I think we'll be okay, but it's been an issue over the years. We'll see how many snowstorms it feels like every year we have less and less. So we'll see how much of an issue it really is. 
but I just <laughs> yeah, with climate change. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was an interesting story when we took a look at that because I'll tell you, especially for these delivery workers for these apps, they were still scooting around in the middle of the snowstorm on those lanes. It blew my mind. Yeah, crazy. I hope people tipped them well. <laughs> they were heroes. It's true, especially during the pandemic. Well, what about Absolutely. people that want to come out? You know, the last question for you is, what about people that just want to come out and, and check out the bike tour? I mean, is it something similar to the New York City Marathon where people can, you know, obviously check out the, the riders by the, by the sidelines? Absolutely. People come out and they cheer the riders on. It's just a lot of fun. You should go to a website, again, bike.nyc, see the course and come out cheer them on there's um over a dozen entertainment zones along the course so you'll be treated to that uh, if you want to come to staten island or you live in staten island come to empire outlets that afternoon one big party and again there's so much contagious energy that even watching it you'll you'll be inspired and you'll enjoy it seeing you know all the people again the diversity and all the people happy um and maybe it'll you know, make you turn, turn you into a cyclist or ride in the tour next year. That's awesome. So well, come Ken, out thanks, and enjoy the fun. Thanks a lot for sharing everything that you're doing with bicyclists and, and really trying to improve the infrastructure in New York city. It's my pleasure. It's a, it's a dream job. I, I love doing it. And, you know, the people of New York city really have come together and they believe in our mission and our cause, and they really want to make the city a better place and a more bike friendly place. So thanks for having me on. And thanks for all you've done, Josh. And hopefully I'll see you next year on the tour. Yeah, likewise. Listen, I love to hear that dream job. You know, I mean, that's the thing that you want to have in life is, is doing something you're passionate about. 100%. Absolutely. I used to ride every year with my buddy who was blind before I, I got this um, wow. job at Bike New York. And we'd ride the tour on a tandem. Huh. And when they asked me to take over, I was like, oh, my God, this is my favorite time of year. <laughs> of course, I want this job. Thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you again, Ken. Thank you, Josh. All the best. Talk to you later. Make sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. <laughs>